Welcome to my podcast. So I'm brand new to all this. I'm just kind of dabbling with it all and figuring things out. It's kind of fun to figure out, uh, just kind of going with the flow along the journey, uh, experiencing all kinds of technical difficulties and learning all kinds of things about making podcasts slash podcast videos. So um, in this podcast, uh, it's basically a podcast for, I would say, people who are looking to hear other people's stories on their journey to purpose. So that's the name of this podcast, Journey to Pur- a Journey to Purpose. Um, now, of course, my uh, basic brand name is in front, Spirit Warrior Love, A Journey to Purpose. Um, I decided to start this podcast just for my own experience. I have found along the way in my journey that other people's experiences really help me grow spiritually and, you know, mentally, uh, intellectually. Um, and I really, I say I'm a lot too. Um, but I really got to thank all of the people that really helped me on my journey between books and authors and celebrities and you name it. It's just, it's been quite the journey. I, my plan for this podcast is to bring people on that, you know, are all walks of life, but for the most part, kind of connect to like a spiritual aspect, you know, not just humans walking this earth in autopilot. So everybody has a story, everybody's unique, and everybody to me has purpose. So I thought, wow, how amazing would it be to bring people on who feel at this moment in time they've found their purpose and to share their journey to it? Because my journey has been very interesting, and a lot of people's journeys that I've witnessed myself have been very interesting. So I feel that when people share the way, the things that they're feeling, the stuff that they resonate with, the struggles that they've gone through, it really helps other people and it's helped me. So I was like, you know what? A lot of times I look at a lot of people like healers and people who read tarot cards and uh, people who do Reiki and just coaches and all these different types of people in the world today. And I'm like, how did they get here? You know, how did they find their way to this point? And the thing that I also notice is that for the most part, we genuinely have like a similar kind of consensus and a feeling and idea of kind of how what the world is in a way. And uh, but that's the other thing that I also appreciate and find great, awesome, unique is that we all interpret interpret and perceive the world differently, which is amazing and it's fabulous. And it took me a while to get to a point where I just opened up my belief systems in a sense that, you know, the only thing I know for certain is that I don't know everything. And I just like to listen to other people's stories and see what resonates with me. And, you know, some things resonate and some things don't. And that's okay. I'm not going to let myself be triggered by other people's stories as long as they're not physically harming me, of course. (laughs) So, um, basically, I guess in this podcast, I should start off with explaining a little bit about me. 
So uh, my name is Tracy, and I'm 41 years old, and I'm currently starting this podcast. And right now, I'm just learning a little bits at a time. I'm trying to do video and podcasts at the same time. So I'm learning all about the setups and the backgrounds behind me. So I'm learning a lot about lighting and cameras and mics and stuff, of course. But um, so I, I don't want to create a too long of a podcast today. I'm just kind of trying to get in and start making content uh, because I'd really like to start bringing on people and interviewing people and just kind of sharing my story along the way and filling in like some voids or whatever as the time goes along and maybe just sharing a 10-minute podcast here and there. Just like with my journey, just sharing my journey. And so I basically... Born in Ontario, moved to Nova Scotia. I ended up having my daughter when I was 15. I completed high school when I was supposed to, moved out on my own when I was 16. And uh, interestingly enough, I never really looked at it as a challenge. I just looked at it as that was my life and it was great. I didn't really feel like it was a huge struggle. A lot of people kept trying to almost put that on me by like congratulating me on the fact that I did these things. And from the outside looking in now, I can see why people would feel that way because maybe they didn't go through it. However, I was just living the journey. So I've had a lot of little stories that have happened in the meantime of things that have happened to me and interesting events and how I could go back to realizing how I manifested things and created things in my life, even at a young age. Um, I like so many events, so many little things happen and it just blows my mind. But uh, yeah, so I finished high school and then I went on to do college and I did motor vehicle repair. Uh, because I always enjoyed fixing things and learning about how things worked. Uh, my brain is always like, why, 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 and science-oriented, and I've always loved that show, How It's Made. And uh, yeah, so then after college, I ended up having my son when I was 23 years old, and I started having health issues. And uh, at this time as well is when I started an apprenticeship program with the federal government, and it was basically in-house. It allowed me to get a marine technician ticket after my apprenticeship program was done. And luckily enough, they also it also allowed us to do Red Seal Millwright. So I did the uh, Interprovincial Red Seal Millwright program and also became a re Interprovincial Red Seal Millwright. So I worked there for eight years. And, uh, you know, during that time... I had health issues. And one of the things was acid reflux. Now, when I was a child, I had tonsils removed. I had tubes in my ears. Um, and, you know, years go on, I start having acid reflux. Now, at this point in time, I knew nothing about food and what it did for my body and that, you know, technically you are what you eat. And um, so I was at, going to the doctor and the doctor had put me on Pantalock, which I've learned recently in the last couple of years, apparently there's lawsuits out of it against this prescription, which so I'm really glad I got off of it. But I was just cooking supper one day and uh, there was a show on TV and the guy was talking about the things they don't want you to know about. So I decided, okay, maybe I should be watching this because he mentioned acid reflux. So I turned the stove down and I went out to uh, the tit TV to watch what the guy was saying. And he was talking about apple cider vinegar with the mother and uh, digestive enzymes. Now, back in that day, back in that day, 
that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> oh my. Um, so that was like 2006, I think. So uh, it was really hard to find apple cider vinegar and digestive enzymes, but I did manage to find them and they worked. I no longer had, uh, if I stopped taking the Pantalock or whatever, I wouldn't get these uncontrollable, crazy chest pains that felt like I was having a heart attack and dying at 23 and 24 years old. And yeah, I'm just sorry. I'm just trying to do the math. Uh, I forget the years and dates and stuff sometimes. And so anyway, regardless of all that, I went to my doctor. My doctor said, well, if it works, then continue. You know, I got off the Pantalock and all was good. So as time went on, I decided I should lose some weight because I wasn't feeling very healthy and I was considered overweight. So I hired a personal trainer and the personal trainer actually introduced me to uh, Tusca Reno and the Eat Clean Diet. And I started reading these books and I was just blowing me away about the food, food industry. I just I had no idea, just no idea. So I started looking for these types of foods, and it was really, really hard to find. I'd go into grocery stores, and they just didn't even know what I was talking about. Now, you know, living in a small area in Canada, I guess the U.S. would have had more open ability to this stuff. But anyway, at that time is when I would start going to, like, the, the, the farmer's markets and getting, like, local produce and fresh produce, like organic produce, and... I also found a couple health food stores. Well, one of them made their own like products, like they would make healthy vegan products and also wheatgrass. And then there was a health food store that was above her location. So I would go to both of these places at least once a week and I'd spend hours there. I'd be talking to both owners and I was just you know, learning so much and everything was just so amazing to me. So I decided to enroll in a program to become a holistic nutrition consultant. And so as I started doing this program, apparently I lost connection to the server. Uh, I don't know if this is still recording or not. Anyhow, I'll continue as if it's still recording. I, um, so at this time, I started this program and I felt, you know, like I really need to like really offer this somewhere else. Like I was living in a small town that basically it took 25 minutes one direction or the other direction to have a grocery store that supplied some of the products that I wanted to buy. So I thought... I should really open health food store, you know, like I really want this information to get out there. I really want people to know what's going on and that they can heal naturally. And if we were eating proper foods that we wouldn't probably feel the way that we do. And so I, after talking to these two individuals, these small business owners, very frequently, I decided I'm doing it. I'm going to open this health food store. So I jumped into that and uh, put in a leave of absence with the federal government, and uh, they had only approved, I think it was six months, three months or six months, and I had asked for a year. Uh, and anyway, I, I, at the end of my leave of absence, I didn't know whether or not things were going to be good with my health food store or not, so I just basically quit. Um, 
I really wanted to give the health food store a go. And so that was in 2013. And then in 2016, I went to Costa Rica and did yoga teacher training. And when I did this yoga teacher training, it really opened me up in a whole different understanding. So for starters, I was open up on this nutritional side and how, you know, a lot of the foods we're eating today make us sick. And then I started opening up on this more spiritual perspective. And also in my holistic nutrition course, there was a lot on mind, body, and spirit. So I was like, okay, there's definitely something to this all. And I was starting to feel that at my health food store, it wasn't really going as great as I thought it would be. Um, And that again, years later, today, I understand why self-sabotage and different things. I wasn't prepared. I didn't know myself spiritually. And I also gave a lot of stuff away for free. (laughs) Um, You know, it's different when it's a service and it's your time, which is also very valuable. But I was paying for product and basically giving it away because I really just wanted to help people and some people just couldn't afford it. But that didn't really help me because I needed an income. (laughs) So I ended up closing the health food store and decided to go in with a couple people into a wellness center and tried to make a go for like a yoga studio slash massage slash acupuncture, holistic nutrition and different things there and and supply some supplements and different things. But um, I had some some stuff going on in my life at the time and I wasn't 100% sure what I was really doing and felt like I needed a change. So I ended up moving to Newfoundland. And um, during this time, I, you know, was just kind of figuring my life out, just kind of being free and uh, still wasn't quite sure at that point in time who I was. And uh, I met uh, my boyfriend at that time and, uh, you know, things were great. We learned a lot together and I decided to open a yoga studio in the area that I was living in. And so I had the yoga studio for a little while and some spiritual things happened at my yoga studio between a couple people that I don't, you know, I'm not going to get too much into right now. If at some point in time, these individuals would like to share some stories along those lines, I would be willing to have them also come on the show and talk about the, the times and experience that happened in that moment, unless they give me permission to discuss it. And then I would talk about it more. Discuss what I observed in in it. And anyway, um, so within that, it actually brought me to the Bible. And I had no religion growing up. Like there was no, uh, my parents didn't talk about God. And, you know, there was little stints of stuff that happened in my childhood because my friends were going to church and like catechism and different things. So I would be involved in some of that stuff. And I remember there was like this woman in my apartment building that I lived in. I was only like 12. I don't know. I was in grade five or six. And she was like in her early 20s. And I thought she was like an adult. (laughs) Well, I mean, technically early 20s are adults. (laughs) But anyway, she kind of gave me a Bible and introduced me to some stuff. But I didn't really pay much. I I did pay a little bit of attention to it. It did mean something to me because I do have stories in regards to that um, and with which 
in belief and manifesting, basically, which was very interesting, has very interesting stories. So anyhow, uh, I got into the Bible and that was in 2018. And for three years, I heavily self-indoctrinated and literally barely worked. I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of endless watching videos and learning and educating and reading all different Bibles and ancient scriptures and I mean, you know, understanding how like, you know, it was a certain culture that wrote the Bible in a different language and then it had to be converted. It was converted into another language. And then you got Constantine in like the 328 AD or whatever. That was kind of the government that decided to rewrite and write scriptures. And, you know, like there's there's all so much information behind it. And during this time, I just never felt right. Like I wouldn't talk to family and friends because I was scared that I was going to be the reason that they rejected Jesus and they'd go to hell. So it was, it was really hard time for me to be honest. Like there was, I had waves, like, you know, small amounts of time. I felt like this felt right, but then it felt horribly wrong um, because like, you know, the Bible was telling me I was this wicked and deceitful person with my heart. My heart was wicked and deceitful and that I was a sinner and that some man had to die on a cross for me. And, you know, like Christians would tell me that if I sin, it's like slicing Jesus again. And <laughs> just I could go on and on and on about the stuff that got told to me during this three years that felt like 25 and so, I mean, I'm not even joking. It was to the point that during COVID, I thought I was going in the rapture. I thought it was the end times and Jesus was coming and I was going in the rapture. So I literally did not plan for the future. I was full of anxiety. I had panic attacks. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like I, my life was a mess and you know, I, again, at another date, I'm hoping that I'll spend a little bit more time with my experience in that. But to carry on, in 2021, <laughs> I luckily uh, was introduced to a book called um, A More Christlike God because I really, I couldn't let go of hell of hell. I couldn't let go of hell because I'm like, well, if hell doesn't exist, then how do I believe in God? Because that's what, that's what it's all about. And, but at the same point, I struggled so deeply because I just didn't understand why a person who only lives maybe on average 80 years of life on this planet deserves to be tortured and burning torment for their whole eternity, forever and ever and ever, forever and ever. Amen. Like it just never sat well with me. And again, you know, they talk about the age of accountability. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, so a child, say at 12, hits the age of accountability on this mysterious one day. And now she's accountable and she hasn't said her magic words to be saved from Jesus. And she was supposed to do her homework and she wants to go play with her friend. And her mom says, Susie, did you do your homework? And she says, yes. Then she just lied. And she didn't say her magic words to have Jesus save her. So now she goes out and gets hit by a car and dies. So because of that small little thing for that small period of time, she deserves to go to hell for all eternity. 
And it just started seeming weird to me. And it just got to a point where I'm like, I don't feel like I want to be in heaven. I feel like everybody I love and care about is going to be in hell. So I think I would, to me, hell would be heaven because I'd be with all the people that I love. So I don't want to worship this God who sends his children to hell because they didn't do something. Like, I'm a parent and I'm like, I would never want to brutalize my children forever and ever because of things that they've done. Like, (laughs) so anyway, the more Christ-like God kind of opened me up to realize that there wasn't hell. And so I was having trouble with it, though. So I started going through the Bible and writing down every single scripture that had to do with hell, the lake of fire, all of the words that had to do with hell. And the person who wrote the book, A More Christ Like God, I actually reached out to him because he lives in BC and sent an email and just was mentioning about, you know, does he have anything I can reference to instead of me spending now another five months into finding every scripture on hell? And he said, I've already done the work for you. And he had a book called Her Gates Will Never Be Closed, I think is what it's called. So I bought that book and it just opened me up. So, I mean, at that point in time, though, I was really struggling because I'm like, now I'm letting go of this identity and I don't really know what I am anymore. And now I feel really stupid and I feel really bad for things that I might have said that offended people in my belief. And, you know, just the fact that I stopped talking to so many friends and family and, you know, like it was a hard transition to accept and be okay with. Like, you know, a lot of my friends seen me go through that. And, you know, I've had, you had people talk to tell me I was a Bible thumper, you know, like I'm like, no. But anyway, I slowly started to come out of that. And honestly, during the the time that I got into the Bible, I, in my yoga studio, I shut it down and I threw out thousands of dollars worth of stuff like those like singing bowls I had thousands of dollars worth of singing bowls and I threw them in a river like I threw out clothes I threw out everything because they were evil I wouldn't even do yoga because it was evil I couldn't meditate because I'd let evil in and just so much stuff that really mentally fucked me up and so as I started releasing this stuff that that this is more so when panic attacks started to come in too Um, and you know, anxiety and just really not knowing what I was doing. But luckily enough for me, it was interesting just as I was releasing all of these belief systems before I got into the belief systems, I was listening to a singer called Sam Garrett and I would have his music on at my yoga studios and stuff. And, you know, during my yoga or during my Bible times and, uh, hell God times, I basically had to stop listening to that music because it was demons. It was, you know, they they were bad. But when I let go of this belief system, interestingly enough, Sam Garrett and Molly Mendoza, I think the names are proper, this the song came up that was called I Choose to Live in Love. And I watched this video of them playing and singing and I'm watching these people that are in this video and all I can see is love. Like there's so much love and acceptance and I'm like, this is what I'm yearning for. Like this is what feels right. As I sat and watched all these videos and and dealt with Christians and different people, like nothing was love like this. Like this was, this was, this was love. 
And everything I ever did before, like music and songs and stuff, it was always people worshiping something outside of them and not basically saying that their love. It was always like they are, it's about struggles and thankful and worship to this outer being. And so it was challenging for me going through that process. And so I was grateful when I stumbled upon this song and I'm not going to lie to you. I listened to this song over and over and over and over on repeat so much. And then I started listening to other songs, of course, and I ended up joining their, uh, um, what do you call it, Patreon. And I learned so much in the Patreon. I was able to play some of their music and sing some of their songs. And when I would sing their songs, like they just it just opened my heart and it felt right. So carrying on with life, I started, you know, opening back up to the modalities of like breath work and getting back into my yoga and meditation and manifesting and really starting to feel better. Like I was just opening up so much more spiritually and I was really starting to go into awareness and observing my thoughts and feelings. And then I'd start when these panic attacks would come in. I would be able to now, because I was spending so much time in awareness, I was now able to know when these panic attacks were going to come in because I could feel it coming before it actually happened. Whereas before I was just it. I was so locked in autopilot that I was not aware of my body and my feelings and just what was going on. And I was, after being able to spend time in awareness, I was able to separate what my thoughts and feelings were with who I really am energetically and spiritually. So I was taking prescriptions to help me in times of panic attacks, but then I started being able to observe them before they came in. So I kind of knew what to do. And honestly, what I started realizing after all of it, and I no longer have panic attacks anymore because I worked my way out of it subconsciously, it was programs. These these were part of my subconscious programs. And this is where I really started getting into like Joe Dispenza and a big part of my journey right now even is like reading Neville Goddard's books. And the reason why his books resonate with me is because I was so deep into the Bible. And now I'm reading his books and seeing how he interprets. Again, every single person has an interpretation of scriptures in the Bible. But he interprets the interprets them into the conscious mind. And I'm like blown away because I'm like so familiar with the Bible and he reads these, he talks about these certain scriptures and explains different things. And I'm like, holy crap, that's exactly what it is. And that's what it means because I experience it and I observe it and I get it. And now I know what Jesus was trying to do, this man, if he actually existed, whoever he was, like I wasn't there. It's books that were written. I can only go by what the books that were written that tell us. So, you know, maybe he was a person and whatever, but I wasn't there. So I'm going to say that I think maybe he was, but I'm sure the stories are not quite the way they are. Well, I know they're not, but anyway, uh, allowing the, allowing for the separation um, of the feeling and the thoughts. And so every day is a journey for me, like, because I step back and I observe different triggers and different thoughts and different feelings that come in. And one of the things that I notice still is that sometimes I just have this underlying feeling of 
yuck and frustration or sadness. And I realize a few things like, you know, that's my programming. It's a neurological network from my default mode network or subconscious mind that basically that's what it's used to running on. So it also in that process, when we feel certain ways, fight or flight and things, our bodies uh, emit chemicals like serotonin or cortisol and, you know, dopamine, all these different neurochemicals. And so I believe, because this is what I've been experiencing, this is the science that I've been learning and the stuff about the brains and stuff, is that this is my programming. And so I'm observing these things come in. And, you know, another big part of my journey was the Kabbalion and learning about polarity and, you know, dimensions. And, you know, I've, I've opened up in so many different ways that I'm hoping as time goes on, I can talk more about each one of these things. But realistically, I could do a podcast for 10 hours just going on about the things that happen. But I'm hoping that throughout this journey, I can share bits and pieces in better context and uh, get a better experience of it. And in this podcast, I'm really just trying to share an opening and explain my journey because I really want to start bringing people on and letting them explain their journey. And so anyway, I uh, start observing these feelings and it happens. And then I also have self-sabotage. So, you know, I'll get lost in my autopilot and think that I am these thoughts and feelings. And then I'm like, get out of the game, Tracy, get out of the game. But, you know, it's okay. I observe it. I get it. Now I just try to love that Tracy and tell her it's okay. And, you know, a big part of all this too is, um, you know, the inner child work was a big thing for me as well. And um, yeah, so I don't want to keep going too, too long. I just wanted to share bits and pieces of this. And I'm noticing that I really don't have good internet here either. So it my, my recording here keeps saying that um, it's lagging out. So I'm hoping that it recorded it still. Um, so I'm just going to stop for now in case it hasn't. This is my first opportunity with this. So I'm really just getting practice and uh, getting my feet wet to figure things out. And yeah, so I hope that you'll tune in. I hope that you subscribe and that this intrigues you. Um, I'm sure that there's people out there that it'll resonate with. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty intrigued. I can't wait to bring people on and listen to their stories. So I hope that you'll tune in and you'll listen and you'll subscribe. I'm connected to all kinds of different platforms. I'm on Spotify and I am on Google Podcasts and also Apple Podcasts. And it's just the name that you see here. Uh, my videos will also be available through, I believe, Zencaster. I can give posts, like link posts. And I am planning to take the recording and put it on YouTube. So anyhow, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Peace and love. How do I end it? <laughs> this is so fun. Just being raw with it all. So apparently, oh, the stop button right here. Fun times. Anyhow, have a great day.